Hey everyone, this is True Crime at Lunchtime, hosted by Lindsay and Kayla. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Kayla. And we're work besties who love true crime. And this is a true crime podcast providing shorter episodes that you can enjoy on your lunch break. new with you this week so i feel like this week it's been a real lazy week for me i've been watching a lot of youtube i feel like we don't talk about youtube a lot i know i love youtube um i grew up in the the pinnacle of watching youtube on the weekends i did too when we went over to my friend's house we'd all huddle around the the desktop (laughs) yes and so what are some videos that are like very nostalgic to you on youtube Um, I can think of two just off the top of my head that I absolutely love. One of which is this girl riding the train and she gets into an argument with a lady and (laughs) she is very belligerent and she says, I'm going to beat that ass on this train. (laughs) I've never seen this. I think you should go watch it. Um, another one is... Glozell, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay, so she does this whole bit about Tracy and like Peter in the park, and basically Tracy is, you know, going to meet her boyfriend Peter, what's her ex boyfriend. And um, me and my friends just quote it all the time because it's so funny. Tracy is my girl <laughs> for life. What's yours? And the first one that comes to my mind right away is the honey badger. The honey oh, yeah. badger don't give a f. That's All funny. those videos. I the guy that does the voiceovers of those videos is really funny. And also <laughs> the duck. <laughs> Got any grapes? It is so <laughs> dumb, but it makes me laugh every so single cute. time. And you you're mm-hmm. not a Harry Potter fan, so put her on blast. But Harry Potter puppet pals. There was a whole series of videos and it was people that did puppets for Harry Potter. You know, (laughs) that does seem like something you would enjoy. Exactly. So do you like currently watch anything on YouTube? Okay. I don't know if it's on YouTube. Uh, I mean, most of it just comes onto like reels and TikToks and stuff. But It's it's funny you can see the age difference here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair... I'm surprised we didn't say the opposite. <laughs> Actually. I watch YouTube all the time. Well, there is this girl that I like named Hope. And she, like, reviews clothes and makeup. And her name is Hope Scope. And she'll, like, buy things from the Kardashians' closet and try them on. And I just think she has, like, the coolest, funnest personality. And I'd love for her to be another one of our work besties so shout out to hope (laughs) i also really love lauren powell she goes by the seltzbert and she reviews hard seltzers and other drinks and just does other fun videos in general but i have tried several hard seltzers because of her recommendations and she's always spot on and she has such a fun personality 10 out of 10 recommend anything for you 
I, well, I watched this guy on YouTube. I've watched him for years. He reacts to this girl um, named Amberlynn Reed and Chantal. They are just hot messes and it's entertaining to watch. But um, Zachary Michael on YouTube is great. And if you go on his Twitch, he watches Rock of Love and Dollar Tree Hauls. And I get excited every time when I come home from work. And I'm like, yes, I just want to watch a Dollar Tree Haul. <laughs> but it's so funny, like, watching people react to them because they're kind of ridiculous. Speaking of YouTube, we eventually would like to vlog our episodes and have more of a video presence with our episodes and with the podcast in general. Um, so that we are going to be working on that at some point, but for right now we're converting our audio to video on YouTube. So we would appreciate if you would go like, subscribe, share, follow all the things. Sound like Ryan's world or like every YouTuber. No, not Ryan's <laughs> world, please no. Okay everyone, it's time to pop last night's dinner leftovers into the microwave and let's dig into the Harrison family murders. Yep, it takes place in Ontario, Canada. The second one is, this is three murders that spanned over five years and they all took place in the same house. Oh, wow. In five years, a lot can happen to a family. We picture the good things such as adding a new addition, making memories together, and just being together as a family. This was not the case for the Harrison family. In the span of five years, three members of their family were gone. Mother and father, Bridget and Bill, and now their son, Caleb. Was this a coincidence or was there more to the story that meets the eye? To start us off, I want to talk about the Harrison family and who they were. Bridget and Bill, they met at Stratford at the Stratford Festival, and they fell in love. Bridget was in an apprenticeship at Stratford, and Bill worked in the costume department there. Oh, how cute. And Bridget and Bill, they got married in 1969. I gotta stop you for a second. Because you said 1969. So it is only customary that I stop you to say, do you know what happened in 1969? We went to the moon in 1969. I've never Please. heard that in my life. What? Oh my god, what? She doesn't know about Ren Stevens? No. Are you joking? Edit all this out because I'm embarrassed for you. I've never heard that in my life. What? You didn't watch Even Stevens on Disney? I was really young. I know Beans. <laughs> oh my god. I am so disappointed that you do not know that we went to the moon in 1969 no. song. I thought you were going to talk about the summer of 69, that song. No, no. Okay, so original Disney fans, get out your wand and let's smack Kayla with it for having no idea about the greatest reference to people going to the moon in 1969. I was not a big Even Stevens fan. Yeah, I just feel like you if you were a 90s kid, 2000s kid, that's just what you did on Friday night. You just watched Even Stevens. I remember watching it, but I don't remember. And Lizzie McGuire. I remember Lizzie McGuire. Boy Meets World. Yeah. Well, I'll give you a pass, but you should look up that video of Ren Stevens singing that song. It is really funny. It is 
lives rent free in my head all the time forever and anytime someone says 1969 i just feel like it it needs to be said they were married in 1969 (laughs) but their marriage wasn't always easy and it wasn't because of anything that happened in their marriage they were a very happy couple um but it was because at the time bridget and bill were actually an interracial couple in the 60s early 70s so they got a lot of backlash for that but their love remained stronger than any hatred others could throw their way and they settled in a town in ontario that i am going to pronounce so badly mississauga i'm sorry to all the people of that town if i pronounce that so badly mississauga we're pretty close all right so it's mississauga ontario and this is where bridget she was working in the field of education and bill worked in sales and at this point they wanted to extend their family but they weren't able to naturally conceive children but they did end up adopting a baby boy named caleb in 1973 oh i'd love to see that I love people adopting kids. This is the second one we've had where they've adopted kids. Yes. And in 2000, Caleb was working at a place called My Favorite Doll. It's it's creepy to say, but it was a place that they were sellers of collectible Barbie dolls. It just gives me all the child's play vibes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's weird. But um, just a random question about collecting Barbie dolls. Did you used to collect like the holiday... Barbies. I feel like we've talked about it before, right? Because I have the 2001 Holiday Barbie. I loved the Holiday Barbies. And since I was an only child and was a little bit spoiled, my parents would buy two of them so I could open and play with one. I have one. I feel like such a brat saying that, but shout out to my parents and also... And when he worked at this store is when Caleb's life completely changed. He met Melissa Merritt and she was 19 at this time and Caleb was 27. So there was a bit of an age gap. But honestly, eight years, it's not that big when you're older. No, no. And then three years later, Caleb and Melissa, they had two children together and they had a home of their own as well in their marriage were not as picture perfect as they had seemed. In 2004, Melissa was not letting anybody. (laughs) Melissa was being treated for an ovarian cyst, um, but she stretched the truth a little bit and she had said that she had ovarian cancer. And this put a lot of strain on their marriage. They obviously wanted more children, things like that. And with that diagnosis, that really not a possibility anymore after that after assuming she has cancer not an ovarian cyst right okay and then even further in 2005 caleb was arrested and convicted of domestic violence against melissa Uh, so clearly their marriage was not was not a good one it was not a healthy relationship toxic for anyone and After this had all happened, Caleb went further down the dark path and he was arrested for drunk driving and he also caused a head-on collision with a cab and he 
this accident killed the driver and injured four other people. And he was released on bail from this incident with the condition that he would live with his parents. Okay, that's feels strange. But it was he was out on bail. He was okay. still going to be prosecuted for the crime, but they oh, paid his bail. Okay. For them to, to to continue to allow him to be out on bail yes. is what you mean. Okay. For some reason in my brain I was thinking like probation and no. I yeah, I got mixed up. But that makes sense because you remember in episode one they let Shelly Michael Oh, and she was getting her nails done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she took advantage of it and uh, did not follow the rules, however. So, carry on. But Melissa may not have been living with Caleb at this time, but she still managed to find her way back into his life. She reported several home invasions to the police, who, of course, went to her ex, Caleb. But he wasn't involved in these at all. And the reason was kind of obvious. It was because he was involved in this accident and he was seriously injured. And I believe he was on crutches at the time. And how are you doing home invasions on crutches? Yeah, you're probably not. Um, I have been on crutches before. And you could probably hear me coming a mile away. If it wasn't from the sound of the crutches, it was from me whining because (laughs) my (laughs) arms hurt so bad from using them so anyone that uses crutches i can't imagine that they could do a home invasion just my perspective and it came out in court that melissa had allegedly made up these claims to make caleb look bad before the custody hearing that they were about to have which it lines up rightfully so in 2005 caleb was allowed to see his children on certain days as long as he was following the parole, which that that was, he was living with his parents. So basically, his parents were there with him while he was with his two kids. Okay. And in the winter of 2005, Melissa met a man. His name was Christopher Fator. He proposed to her, but she was actually still married to Caleb. Okay. And okay. for some reason, she thought that because they were separated for so long that, like, your marriage kind of just went away. So basically she thought it was a reverse common law marriage. Yeah. She basically thought like it was just done after you left each other. You didn't have to do anything else. Um, and around the time that Melissa and Christopher got married, 50-50 custody was granted to Caleb and Melissa. Okay. All right. Which I think that's the way it should be. 50/50. Absolutely. And Bridget and Bill were great grandparents to these children And Melissa made five claims of abuse against the Harrison family in two years. The family in general or just Caleb? It was all of them. Okay. She had made separate claims that it was the grandparents, it was Caleb. She had coerced the children as well. It was around this time, too, that Melissa was not letting her children see Caleb and his family. And a judge made the decision that Melissa could no longer interfere with Caleb's time with the children due to the custody agreement that they had between each other. Right, as she shouldn't. And in March of 2009, um, this is where this all comes back because, you know, Caleb was out on bail during this time. Mm -hmm. And Caleb was sentenced to an 18-month jail sentence for the drunk driving incident that he had. 
and his parents were awarded his custody time with the grandchildren. So they were awarded that 50-50 custody. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, I feel like just with the given history that Melissa might not have let the grandparents see the kids. But Melissa didn't. Well. She actually... Her and Christopher planned to move, and they didn't tell anybody that they were moving. They just up and left. So basically, she's just, like, kidnapping her own children. Yes. And then a month later, on April 16th of 2009, Bridget entered her family home, the Harrison family home, and she found her husband, Bill, on the bathroom floor. And Bill was dead. That is taking a shocking turn. How long after... How long was this after Caleb went to jail? This was a month later. Okay. Okay. He was arrested in March and this happened in April. So during the interview shortly after his death, Bridget mentioned a few things that she found were very odd, very out of place. All the lights were off in the house at this time, which I mean, you can be home and have all the lights off. Yeah. I'm a person that does that sometimes. I mean, was it nighttime? I believe it was closer to nighttime. Because she had just got home from a school board meeting, which they're typically in the evenings, obviously. Yeah. And she also noticed that the bathroom door was locked. And she just said this was odd. She's like, when a man is home by himself, why would he lock the bathroom door? And I believe it locked from both sides. Would not be that odd if I was home alone to have the bathroom door locked because I I'm too. a chicken shit when I'm home alone. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I lock the door. I lock all the doors. I always have the TV on. Not the lights, but the TV. Because oh, I no, feel like I keep, somebody's there. <laughs> I keep all the lights on. No. All of them. Every single light. <laughs> Girl, I'm not paying your electric bill. <laughs> and on the coroner's report, Bill had a thin red mark on his neck and it was assumed at this time it was from his necklace that he was wearing but based on all of this his death was found to not be suspicious oh why 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 are we just going ahead and rolling these deaths non-suspicious after initial investigation when there are suspicious things but the actual good thing is that in canada a coroner isn't able to perform an autopsy. So his body did have to go to a pathologist that would perform that autopsy. And it was Dr. Feltis is the one that did the autopsy. And due to his death not being suspicious, though, police were not there to take photos during the autopsy. So it's kind of just him just doing his thing. Yeah. And Feltis found no evidence of a natural death. He found neck abrasions, a bruise on Bill's scalp, and a a fractured sternum. Ouch. And his final cause of death was listed as acute cardiac arrhythmia, which you wouldn't be able to detect. So it was just a sudden heart condition that led to him dying. Okay, that makes a lot of sense given the fact that he had abrasions on his neck and a broken sternum and a bruise on his head, but sure. Okay, we'll go with that. The coroner, not the coroner, the pathologist also asked if there was 
like in the bathroom could there have been a sharp object like the sink that he could have fallen into that caused this and they said yes so that also kind of strayed him to that could have factored into the fractured sternum because if you're falling I mean you're falling and they said that a lot of people like when things are happening to them they're in the bathroom it's a common thing because you might be searching for something or I always think about I'm like if I die is it gonna be while I'm naked in the bathroom say are you gonna pull an Elvis (laughs) that's one of my worst fears But on top of Bill's death, people also noticed that Caleb's children were missing. Because if we remember, Melissa and her now husband just took them away. But officers could not take action on this until an updated court order was given, which took several days for Bridget to be able to go in front of the court. Which... I don't agree with... Why? I don't understand why. I'm sure there's some legality to it that because of Bill's death, there's something in there, but I don't know. But after this, Bridget earned sole custody of the two children and Melissa had a warrant out for her arrest. Damn. Which we do like to see. Wow. Jeez. I was not expecting that. Oh, this this one's going to get you. Upon the police investigation, it was discovered that they fled on April 16th, which is the day that Bill was found dead. Oh, my God. They were on the run for seven and a half months before they were finally captured. Where did they find them at? I believe they were in Nova Scotia. Wow. And they had just been living there. And at this time, Melissa also gave birth to her fourth child with Christopher. So she has six children altogether as well. Okay. She's been busy. She has. So she was obviously pregnant before Mm -hmm. they left. And Bridget and the children were finally starting to get their lives back to the new normal. And Caleb had been released from his prison sentence by this time. And then a while later, Melissa was released on bail. But she had broken her uh, bail, like the rules of her bail. Right. Okay. And she, she and Chris drove to Caleb's house, which they were not supposed to go anywhere. But Chris and her drove to his house and Chris went up to the door and he had pictures and letters and he told Bridget that he drove there to give them to the kids. And Melissa was in the van at this time. So she's parked a little further down. Chris is going up to the door talking to Bridget. And then coincidentally, at the same time, Caleb had come home with the children. Oh. And they saw their mother in the van. But Bridget, poor kids. But Bridget knew something was sus. She called the police and Melissa was arrested and she did spend three days in jail for violating her bail. Well, shout out to those grandma instincts. 
for knowing. And this, this is just going to hit you. On April 21st of 2010, Caleb's son at the time, he was eight years old. He came home. He was riding his bike. He came in the front door and he found Bridget laying at the bottom of the stairs. Oh, fuck. God. And he did what a lot of children do and he ran out the door. He went to his neighbor's house and they called for help. And Bridget did pass away. Jeez. These poor kids. This poor family. family. These kids have been through it. And Caleb, their dad just got out of jail. He's trying to get his life back together. Bridget's trying to put her life back together after her husband passed away. And now they called her Nana. Now his Nana was gone too. Oh, not Nana. Better stop this one. But unlike Bill's death, Bridget's death was considered suspicious through some things they found. Oh, good. Okay. She had bruising on her chin and on her neck. And she also had a petiole hemorrhaging, which suggested that she may have been strangled. She also had broken bones in her neck. When she was found, her head was on the last step. And she was on her back and her hands were to her side. Like, doesn't that just seem a little suspicious to you? Yes. If you're falling downstairs, you typically don't fall in a graceful way. And uh, just to be clear, I found no reports online of Michael Peterson being in Canada (laughs) during this time. It was not him. It was not him. It was not him at the staircase this time. Okay. And just to to segue into our, our next series, we will be featuring all things Peterson. Oh, the Peterson. Just as a little spoiler. Stay away from the Petersons. Okay. Anywho. Sorry, I had But anyway, to. this is typically not a position that somebody's found in that's yeah. fell down the stairs. Right. Friends and family, they knew something was up, and they brought Melissa and Chris up to the police's attention. The police interviewed Melissa, and she said she was home that day. Conveniently. And she was caring for a child at the home daycare that she was running. Okay, so this lady has lost custody of her children and then opens a home daycare. Yep. Okay, that makes sense. Definitely all checks out. Right. And Chris stated that he was running errands and he was working at the yard at home. And he said he went to pick up a drum kit from his grandmother's house. They never talked to grandma. Why would they not check out his alibi? I do not know. You know, in every case, not every case, in a lot of cases, I just don't understand the shoddy investigations that are happening. And there's been so much in this case already. Yeah. Justice for Bill this and is, Bridget. This is going to hit you. Bridget's death was officially determined as undetermined. Oh, Lord. So they're technically not rolling out foul play, though. Right. Okay. With undetermined. 
So this is a, you know, at least a small, small step in the right direction. But we're not there yet. And in August of 2013, it was August 23rd of 2013. And now a quick ad from BarkBox. We have teamed up with BarkBox to offer True Crime at Lunchtime fans a discount so when you subscribe to the six month or 12 month subscription box options you get a free month a 35 dollar value so if you go to www.barkbox.com t-c-a-l-t you can get that discount if you use that code and go treat your dog on august 23rd of 2013 the housekeeper for the harrison family was cleaning when, she, when a man came up to the door and was looking for Caleb. And Caleb had not shown up for work that day. And he and the housekeeper went into Caleb's bedroom. And they found him in bed with the blankets pulled up to his chin. And Caleb Harrison was dead. Oh my gosh. The tragedies just keep piling on. For this family, for these kids, oh my god, these kids! I'm, I'm heartbroken. My heart for this whole is family on the floor for these kids. Justice for the kids. And Caleb's autopsy revealed that he had been strangled. Okay, so we're finally gonna admit that there was foul play. Foul play. It only took us three times. Third time's the charm. Well, I mean, he was in his bed. Like they said, it looked like he was sleeping. Stranger circumstances also started to be discovered. In the summer of 2013, Caleb and Melissa had an agreement that the children would spend every other weekend with their mother. And on July 10th, Melissa applied for shared custody, which it would have went back to the 50-50. Wait, back up. Who has custody at this point after Caleb has died? Well, we didn't get there yet. Oh, sorry, sorry. So Caleb had basically full custody of the kids, and Melissa saw them every other weekend. Okay. And then on July 10th, Melissa wanted to apply for shared custody so she could get more time with her kids. Okay. But Caleb did not get to file a response due to him being found dead the night before the custody was to be changed. Okay. And what year is this again? This was in 2013. Okay. So July 2013. Okay. And then he's found dead in August. Okay. Wow. And two weeks after Caleb's death, Melissa applied for sole custody and it was granted to her. Well, I mean, can you, I can't imagine she annihilated the entire family. Who else could they give them to? And she and Chris and their six kids moved to the East Coast in Canada. So they basically just left again. I'm shaking my head. She, she, her blood is boiling. <laughs> Feeling very ragey, very upset, just very indifferent. I'm going to have to go home and take a long nap after this one. But justice will be served. Okay, that's what I want to hear. In January of 2014, so this was only about four months after Caleb's murder, Melissa and Chris were arrested for the murders of Bridget and Caleb Harrison. 
And Chris, about time. Chris actually confessed to the murders. He said that he killed Bridget due to the custody agreement, but said that Melissa had nothing to do with this. Oh, sure. Okay. Sure, Jan. But he said Melissa had nothing to do with this at all. He just saw how much his wife was struggling and how upset she was that she didn't get to see her children. So he decided oh, to do something right. about it. Okay. By taking away their grandmother and somebody else's mother. Yeah. And he, he confesses even more that he killed Bridget by hitting her a couple times in the head. And then he squeezed her neck. And he also admitted to murdering Caleb. He said he stole a key to Caleb's house from Caleb's son while he was visiting there. He snuck into the house. He carried a baseball bat with him. He snuck into Caleb's bedroom. And he went to hit Caleb with the baseball bat. And Caleb obviously retaliated against this when you're being hit with a fucking baseball bat. Yeah. And... Chris threw him into a shelving unit and strangled him until he died. God, what a sick human being. But he also said that Melissa had no idea. None whatsoever. About this plan until it was done. Not one bit of information. Chris, I'm not smelling what you're stepping in here. I'm not buying what you're selling. (laughs) You're full of shit. And then to further implicate the two... I love when they bring in a computer. Oh, I love when they bring up search histories. It is my favorite thing. Um, So these two, they shared a computer together in their family home. And when they searched the computers, they had looked up if a, what if a grandparent has legal custody of your children? How long does it take to die from choking? And how long does it take for a person being strangled to pass out? And these were searched 23 weeks before Bridget's death. Okay. So the premeditation is there. All right. Wow. Okay, we're recording. And then a month before Caleb's death, the search Easy Ways to Kill and Get Away With It was found on their computer. Wow. So these two were just dumb. As dumb as they come. They were so dumb. And then they still got away with it for how freaking long. Yeah. It was way too long. Both did end up going to trial. And they were both found guilty. And are now serving life sentences with a minimum of 25 years. There's only two things that I love to see served hot and saucy. And it is pizza and justice. Thank the Lord for this one because I'm so glad that she is not going to get away with. I mean, she was more than aware of all the things that were going on. I would, I don't put that, I don't even, I'm not even going to entertain that. It started before the murders even happened. How she was lying about the abuse between well Caleb breaking into her house when he clearly didn't do it he was on crutches at the time the grandparents abusing their grandchildren I don't believe that for a second based on what I hear about Bill and Bridget and then obviously what came out afterwards I definitely don't believe they had anything to do with it no I agree 
it's I'm so glad that the people who were responsible are in jail for those crimes. And the other thing that stands out to me is Chris cracked like an egg. Melissa, never. Stone cold. And Chris stood up for her the entire time. As if she was somehow going to scave anything because you confessed. Yeah. Well, he probably was thinking, if I take all the blame, then someone will still be around to take care of the kids. Mm-hmm. These poor kids. Tell me what happened to them. So Melissa actually told their kids that Caleb had passed away and he was murdered. And she said to them, they will arrest whoever did this. She promised them they will go to jail and they will stay there for a long time. It looks like... She was right about that. And I did read that all six kids are being cared for, but it doesn't say who. But I'm just glad that they're all being taken care of. To say, I hope they're living a really good life because they deserve it. Are you feeling after this one? Exhausted. I'm telling you, this one was a doozy. And you had no idea about this. No, I've never heard about this case before. I haven't either. And there's a dateline on it too. I didn't watch the dateline, but there was a really good article on this that it, it detailed everything. It showed pictures of the house. It had diagrams of like where the bodies were found. Oh my God. It was so well done. This one's just kind of leaving me in a state of shocked because so many things happened. So many events took, you know, took place. And so many people were affected. It's kind of just like, what the hell was going on? Like, yeah. Poor Bill, though. Poor Bill. Nobody was ever charged with his No murder. justice for Bill. I'm glad we saw it in Bridget and Caleb, though. And I'm yeah. really glad that Melissa and Chris are going to be spending their days behind the steel bars. Yes. Which is what they deserve. I couldn't agree more. But it's so rough, though. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And this was all in the same house. The same house. And where Bill was found, where Bridget was found, was only a couple feet apart. That's so sad. These poor people, everyone who knew them, so many, so many lives were affected. All right, everyone. And those were the murders of the Harrison family. I really want to know what you guys think about this case because it is a roller coaster. So much happens in such a short period of time. So much tragedy occurred to this family. It is mind-boggling. Truly mind-boggling. I love that word. Mind-boggling. That's what I feel like all our cases are at this point. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm excited to, you know, get some feedback from this one and see, you know, if, if other people have heard of this before or if this is a new case you're hearing about for the first time, what you think about it. And as always, please leave us a review. A good one only, though. Um, I can't stars. take the news. No, no. We'll cry. Just kidding. Maybe. But uh, leave us like, shares, all the things. You can find us on anywhere that you listen to your podcast. You can find us on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And please continue to show us your love. And while you guys are looking up those videos we talk about in the beginning, you can head on over to the True Crime at Lunchtime page. <laughs> Yes, for sure. 
subtle plug, but say just just a little suggestion. Please check it out. Share with your friends. And as always, stay saucy, work besties. Bye.